0: The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Madrasa on a.
1: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh And welcome to yet another edition of your program Madrasa on a Not the Hajj edition but Developing Islam in Me However, I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with special guest in studio None other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams And this is where I will be handing over to Sheikh to continue as to where we stopped yesterday Just a brief recap and then also to do the opening du'a for us for the program inshallah Sheikh Assalamualaikum
0: Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: Shaykh, how are you doing this
0: afternoon? Fine, today? fine, alhamdulillah. We thank Allah for these favors.
1: Alhamdulillah. And
0: then, um, and how are you this morning?
1: الحمد لله شيخ الحمد لله
0: بارك الله فيكم جزاك خير بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على ملائكته بعد ربشرح لي صدري وييسر لي أمر وحل الأبدة من لساني يفقه كولي اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا ونفعنا بما أعلمتنا ورزقنا علمًا يذ الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته alhamdulillah oh, thanks and praises due to Allah always and forever in love and salam and our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the last and final messenger which Allah has sent to humanity to guide them in the last hour you and me to be able to deal with whatever the challenges is of the day and time but to recognize that irrespective of what those challenges are we are here to, what, number one, recognize who our Lord is, and number two, to serve Him to the best of our abilities under the circumstances of the diversity of the times and the situations that we find ourselves in. May Allah open the path for all of us. May Allah grant us insight, may Allah grant us to be of those people who follow that path, inshallah, to the best of our ability. Love and salam upon Him, His family, His friends, and all those who follow His path. Allahumma amin, amin ya Rabbil alameen. Can we uh, actually start with our uh, opening dua Bismillah Rahman Rahim? Alhamdulillah Hirabila meen waqatu lil mutahin, Waljannatul Muahidina Wala Udwana Illa Allahimeen, Wasada tu wasala muala ashrafil umbiya i walmursadeen, Sahidina Wamulana Muhammadin Waadah Adihi wa Oshabi Ajimaen Rabana Dalamna Mfusana Fa Ter Fidlana Watterhamna Lana Kun مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ اللَّهُمَّ إِنَّكَ عَفُونٌ كَرِيمٌ تُحِبُّ الْعَفْوَ فَعْفُ أَنَّ اللَّهَمَّ إِنَّنَا نَسْأَلُكَ الْدَارَكَ وَالْجَنَّةَ وَنَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ سَخَتِكَ وَالنَّارِ يَا عَزِيزُ يَا غَفَارُ يَا رَبَّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللَّهُمَّ حَبِيبَ إلَيْنَا الْإِيمَانَ وَزَيِّنْهُ فِي قُلُوبِنَا وَكَرِّهَ إِلَيْنَا الْكُفْرَ وَالْفُسُوقَ وَالْعِصْيَانَ وَاجْعَلْنَا مِنَ الرَّاشِدِينَ رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةً وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ وَادْخِلْنَا الْجَنَّةَ مَعَ الْأَبْرَارِ يَا أَزِيزُ يَا غَفَّارُ يَا رَبَّ الْعَالَمِينَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله أسف Recapping onto the process of what we did yesterday, we started with a new program of knowing my Lord, with a slight difference. Whereas we did, we said we did the knowing my Lord aspect of the of of Rububiya and Uruhiya, and. Knowing my Lord as Rabb and knowing my Lord as Ilah from the side of all the other Anbiya as what they, or most of the other Anbiya, as what Allah wanted to guide us for what has happened to them. So that you and I can understand that we are living a Deen no much different than all the other people who before us submitted to Allah whosoever submitted to Allah via the various Anbiya, they belong to the same Dean of Islam, but the Dean of Islam that was via the Prophet Muhammad SAW and his era, from there onwards until the last hour, that is what we're looking at from our time and the message that comes with him sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that he sent that allah sent and gave to him to be able to guide you and me without him it's not possible for any of us to be able to live that process so we were looking at the various things that there is or we start we touch on the various situations that there is so different to the time of the nabi these are all the collective issues in that life that happened or the message that came from the nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. so we says it is all inclusive of all the other ambias messages and it deals with all those issues as allah tell us to especially the the, the jews the the people of nabi musa said to them did we not send a message that was exactly like that which came from your message meaning isn't it exactly repeating the same thing which mean islam is nothing new Islam is only a developmental process of successes for men and what is best for them under the circumstances. And Allah is that He who knows the best for all of us. And then when He knows the best, He commands or He instructs or He advises us to be able to do or abstain from whatever is the best for us. And if we, you and I, are prepared to do that, then that is submission to Allah Taala via us, calling for knowing My Lord, Allah Taala, and. The importance of knowing my Lord, we, we says we are looking, especially in this era, at the angle of uluhiyah, But we find that the angle of uluhiya, the Qur'an, comes forth with Rububiya and uluhiyah. And allow me, I will show you from time to time when, what has with reference to Rububiya and what is the reference of uluhiyah in the processes. May Allah open the path for all of us. We then went to the discussion of how Allah Ta'ala showed us in Surah Al-Alaq, in the Surah that says, Ikra' bismi how Allah Ta'ala shows us the quality of the intellectual development that needs to take place in man, and how the intellectual processes Need to be that which guides us through the development of our life. That if you and I are not prepared to develop ourselves intellectually, and intellectual development doesn't mean you need to have a degree, doesn't need to mean that you use your, that you always, uh, um, that you act intellectually in the process of being a professor or a lawyer or a prince or. Or a uh, um, a governor or something of that may intellectual development means the fact that you've been given an intellect the fact that you've been given the brains the fact that you have your intellectual processes on your in your head that you use it and you put it to its maximum value because only then and then only can you expect to be able to get the best successes in this world without that Without the intellectual processes, it means you are careless, you are monkey-see, monkey-do. We then are followers, we don't know what we're doing, we're not using our brains, we're not active-minded, we're not analytical, we are just followers, see everybody else do, and we just follow whatever happens. That is not expected of what ought to be a Muslim. What ought to be the final and best ummah. And this what not, what is meant to be the people who need to worship Allah with understanding. And so many times Allah says, فَأَتَبِرُوا Ya ulil absar, Take note, you people with intellect. Allah calls them, nuha, Those people who actually activate their minds, very very much so, who are active minded at all times. And we said, this was the quality we found in people like the Sahaba who were unlettered. They did not have the skill of reading and writing. Even though they were unlettered, they were known to be people who were extremely good at using the intellect and considering everything they do and be cognizant and be aware and have the insight and ability. In today's time, many a time, amongst the Muslim Ummah, we find it, the moment you try to activate the minds of people, say, so, it's such a difficult task, you make the task so difficult, it's not difficult, it's the easiest thing, because this was given to you and me by Allah, the animals don't have it, no other creation have it, only the human beings, and we can only become best as human, when we use this power that Allah has given to us, to the best of our ability by activating our minds and be a benefit to ourselves and a benefit to others.
1: Shukran so much for that. And yeah, I'm going to hand over back to Sheikh to continue with Sheikh stopped Sheikh Tafatul.
0: Shukran jizalakala khair for that one, And Tiasmina. Just we really busy speaking on what we were actually looking at yesterday, what we were looking at yesterday in the segment of Knowing My Lord. And we went in to be able to show how, in actual fact, the essence of what allah mentions in surah alaq in the fact that allah says ikra read activate the minds bismi rabbik now ikra, ikra by itself means to activate but if you activate your mind and use your intellect by itself and you think for yourself and you don't think in the relationship with allah then that could be wastage but allah is now getting the human base remember this is the first revelation the the inauguration of this team to humanity the inauguration of this new religion to the mindset of the modern world there's the start of that modern world in having to be able to see what is going to happen allah says the need for you to activate your mind is very very important and then secondly immediately when you activate your mind always see the link between it and your law and the name of your Lord or your Lord in his processes which means no matter what the try to realize that power and might and quality and value only comes through him so if you do it in relationship to him then you see greatness and glory you see depth you see insight you become valuable qualitative your mindset becomes meaningful because you don't think of yourself. The moment you think of yourself and your an eye and I and your big be- thing you become absolutely narrow because you know nothing. You came here, you did not know anything. You were brought here from outside. And when you came here, you had no knowledge. We had to give you insight. But when we gave you insight, we always related it to your understanding of the fact that what happens around you, to be able to see the might and power of your Lord. So now that you have the capacity to see that, Allah says, when you use your intellectual power, Do it in relationship to the might and power of Allah. And then Allah immediately says, He who created. Meaning, He is the sole creator of whatever has been created, whatever is to be created. He is the sole creator. There has never been anything or anybody ever with Him creating, and nobody ever will have the capacity to create man has the capacity to reproduce from what has been created but man does not have the capacity to create and that's what all this is recognize that the, the, the quality and the ability of creating from nothing is belongs to allah and allah alone and if you realize that that belongs to allah then you and I can try the, the 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 world of intellectual development, of sciences and of knowledge, and of have all tried to be able to come up with things, only proving to themselves that the issue of creation is not a possibility for the human race it doesn't belong to us we can reproduce meaning we go to the creation we try to understand it and then we use our limited insight our limited knowledge our limited capacity and abilities and we come up with things in the process we do pause we get positive things and we only get that which allah has allowed us to develop with And in the process we also make so many errors and so many faults and that does not belong to our Lord Allah So the issue of creation is not making errors and faults, it creates immediately from nothing and when it comes to its being it has the greatest capacity So when you and I under the impression that the human being has been created And then it develops to stages where it is right now. Nay, from the very first moment that Allah created the human being, its creation is in total perfection to what it is right now. The fact that the human being from its beginning had two hands, had five fingers on every hand, had two arms, had a head with a brains in its capacity and the abilities that it has, and to the extent it had a heart it had lungs it had uh, uh the 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 intestine it had the the belly it had the 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 the, the, the um with the, the the liver the pancreas the kidneys um it, it had this discretion the the excretion uh, organs it had all those things it had two feet it had Two, two legs It had on every foot It had five toes And everything was there specific To the point And everything had purpose and reason And only when you don't have it You come to realize The greatest and the glory of Allah's might and power That when we the human being had to do things Would never been able to create the human Like Allah created it Subhanak. And then on the sides of that body, the head, there was a mouth, there was a nose, there was two eyes, and there was two ears. Ya Rabb, la hawla wa quwwata illa billah. The total precision that all these gives, that brings about the quality called the human race. But long before, long, long, long before the creation of the human race, there has been the plant kingdom. kingdom. And there's been the animal kingdom And they've also been there many many years And only Allah can allow it to happen But so, the, the other kingdoms that there was of the minerals on the earth That is Allah's the, the, Those are all the different type of things And Allah has chosen to create the human being in a format so different To deal with the responsibility so great and Allah says to us in the Holy Quran in reference that Allah has created when Allah said to the Malaika in Jailum Fil Ardi Khalifa, I'm gonna place on the earth a representative, meaning that it will have the capacity to to see depth, to recognize and to understand. And Allah Ta'ala showed when Allah created the human being for the first time, right at the beginning, Allah gave him already from the beginning, the intellectual might and power, the ability to identify things, and immediately to see this thing must have a name, and He gave it the name. And subhanak la hawla wa illa billah, when Allah Ta'ala says to Nabi Adam, And Allah said to Nabi Adam to inform the Malaika of each and every one of their names and the names of the things around him. The Malaika was amazed at this creation. The human being? A different creation they are different to the Malaika. They are different to jinn. They are different to the animal kingdom They are different to the plant kingdom. They are different to the minerals that these in the earth subhanak. They are Absolutely different so Allah gave them a responsibility of having to see that they carry forth the responsibility of seeing to everything of the minerals all the plants of the birds and, and the, 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 the the animals, that the different types of animals that there is everywhere on the earth And the different climates that there is And to look after for what purpose and reason it is there And how can it be used and can be preserved to give its maximum qualitative value Otherwise man only but destroys himself in this world And thus Allah thereby by then has granted man the opportunity to find Allah, to recognize Allah. And Allah says via oh, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Every child that will be born from the children of Nabi Adam will have the natural inclination of understanding and will immediately recognize there must be a Lord out there. There must be a Lord out there. It will then depend on his parents, his mom and his dad Those who were given the the responsibility to rear and nurture and direct him To either take him to successes in their understanding Or to misguide and mislead him in the process Now, May Allah protect all of us that that we are not misguided and not misled But that we take to the responsibility and we see that we carry this responsibility further so we have then indicated how Allah showed us through the process of language first and foremost And I said language as to what Allah has given to the quality of the Arabian Peninsula The people that was living in the desert that was known to be a people that was illiterate or unlettered Yet had the capacity to protect their, their language And through them having that great capacity of, of language Allah then sent the Quran to them and gave this Quran a level that no other book ever had prior and no book until Yom Al Qiyaman, irrespective of the development of man, will ever get to that level of language quality like the quran for allah not only has given this to the quran but has stamped the language of the 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 arabian language has also stamped it with the quality of this quran via also the insight and the knowledge and the depth and the wisdom of our nabi muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam who had the capacity when he speaks he says two words but you see the depth and the deep wisdom, wisdom when He chooses words to guide you and me and lead us to what is successful dunya and for akhirah.
1: Beautiful, said the Wa Sheikh Ibrahim. Iblis Sheikh Tafadno.
0: Shukran jazakallah. Barakallah um And Yasmina, just before the break, we were looking at the verses Allah Taala "Iqra bi'smi Rabbi khalaq khalaq al min alaq." Immediately Allah goes to a scientific statement, a a, a, a statement of the development of man and the creation of man. Allah says, mm-hmm. He is the sole creator, but amongst all his creation, is created man from an alaq uh, and alaq refers to a sperm. Subhanak, rahu wa lakuh Sorry for that one. So, Allah goes immediately into the quality of science and the science and the depth of science and the knowledge and the depth of understanding. And subhanak, Allah Ta'ala tells us through this, خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ عَلَقِ إِكْرَأْ وَرَبُّكَ الْأَكْرَمِ Read, activate your mind, be active-minded. Be analytical, be that people with insight and knowledge that that that, that it's not a, a lot of information that you've been fed with, but the capacity to be able to use your own brains and make use of it and be of benefit to yourself and benefit to others. By that ikra wa al akram, thereby you will be able to give the honor and dignity that belongs to your Lord. Which means if you want to be able to honor Allah, to praise Allah, to give reverence to Allah for His status, Allah says, ikra, if you read, if you activate that mind, if you do the reference and research, if you do the research and for understanding and application, al akram. You will then thereby give the honor to Allah that belongs to Him. And then Allah makes the statement, wa bil bil-Qalam." Allah says, the one who teaches man via the pen. So Allah is indirectly saying to us that the pen and the use of the pen is the process of way by Allah educates you and me. And it's been happening for ever since, from the time of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the capacity to to, to, to capture information, the capacity to be able to do research and to capture that information to do whatever research we do. Allah says, the pen has that capacity where you and I get to. Understand. So it's then of understanding that every one of us who really wants to be Muslim, the need for the pen is an important aspect. The need for searching is an important aspect. The need for reading is an important aspect. But Allah tells us this, (laughs) He teaches via the pen. Now, most probably we should just share here that the pen has been developing all the time. The pen has been developing all the time. When I say the pen, I'm referring to the different forms of using. When we used to write, we had different forms of writing. There has been the feather and that we had the the ink and you put the feather into the ink and you write via that. There's been, which our forefathers and store told us, the slate which they write on. And they had various type of chalk that they wrote on the slate. And they got information shared. There's been the pen via the time of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum that is known to be the pen that you use of wood to be able to with with ink and you use to write and leave a message. But the issue of pen and information that needs to be used via the pen has been developing. So we had the fountain pen, we had the ink pen, we had the ball. Pin. we had the, the 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 different type of pins that there's been going the most modern pin that you and i are using is what we call the uh, or, or these been the what we call the blackboards and you had the chalk as a pin and we were using the the whiteboards and we had the koki as a pin and we used the koki and the chalk and the crayons and all these were all different forms of pins And it has developed to the modern day that we have what we call the a keyboard as the pen And we're taking the keyboard to every component that we have Our children now are using the keyboard in everything Because it's the most modern pen where, Whereby they capture information They take information and they share it with others And we have it in every type of cell phone that there is today The pen is still in use And Allah says bil Qalam, He teaches <laughs> he teaches via the pen. So Allah's format of educating us is via the pen, and then Allah says, Allah <laughs> al Insana y'alam." The method of using the pen for education to the human being is teaching him of things which he knew not before. Allah <laughs> Insan teaching the human base, Malam y'alam what he did not know prior. Which means, you and I don't have knowledge. You and I don't understand. You and I don't realize. We come to realize. We get to the process. Uh, but the base is we don't have any knowledge we had nothing and so when we are fortunate when we've been fortunate by the process of our Lord then he would have educated us the process of using the pen and the pen may be able to be of benefit to us may Allah grant us understanding and the realization That we can actually come to realize That our Lord is the only deserving of status and value and quality He is the creator of everything And if you and I want to honor Him, revere Him He says Ikra' warabbukal akram Then educate yourself Activate yourself Grant your ability of your mind to be analytical Be of those who are active minded become those people who wants to be who wants to be what we call intellectual be of those with insight and wisdom and like allah says ulul albab like allah says ulun nuha like allah says ulul abasar. people with insight with wisdom with knowledge May Allah grant us to be of those who in actual fact can come to realize it And grant and as we can develop with those things inshallah
1: I mean we are dealing in our subtopic of knowing my Lord And here Sheikh is giving us a breakdown on the verses in the Holy Quran In terms of pen as well as using our minds and activating our minds So that is a very important aspect But for now I'm handing over back to Sheikh to continue inshallah Sheikh Tafattu
0: Shukran Jazakallah for all that auntie Yasmina um, we said we were busy looking at the issue of the uluhiyah and Rububiyyah in the time of our nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And we've just shown how these developments called for the need of language and the language here is is the Arabic language And then we said Allah the creator of everything shows us that he uses the sciences of his creation of the sciences, to be able to show us the capacity of uluhiyya via the rububiyya of those sciences. These sciences, no matter what, they are all the sciences that he is. Those sciences are Allah's creation. So if he sees he is the sole creator, he is the sole creator of all the isms and all the ologies and all the sciences together, whatever is to be found. And not necessarily does all these sciences benefit man Some of them is destructive to man May Allah protect And when I say It has been the creation of Allah So Allah says to us We come to know That He is the creator of positivity and negativity But it is when man abuses things That it becomes negative And so we can see the use in the modern day of of the the uh, technology can be Positive, absolutely positive, and yes, its positivity has spread the earth full, has fed the world, has fed the human race, and we see that the human race then uses this thing called technology to expose themselves and to break themselves down from the positivity to giving themselves exposure to the negativity and to open up negativeness and harm. And this is unfortunately, Allah is the creator of positivity and negativity. But Allah doesn't give unto man negativity. Man prefers to use negativity to be able to harm himself. May Allah protect and grant us to be of those who come to recognize nothing that exists doesn't belong to Allah. Nothing that there is belongs to you and me. No, the human race can take right for nothing. Allah has given the human race the capacity to think, the capacity to have the ability to draw conclusions, to have a wish and a will. We were granted these things from the powers of Allah, and without the power of Allah, we would not have been able to use this brain, and would not have been able to be of those people to benefit ourselves and benefit the the rest of humanity. And so the human race, amongst the human race, um, there's those people who ought to be the Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad, wasalam, the people that became the Muslimin and the Mu'mineen, and you and I were supposed to be part of that. And you and I were supposed to be those people who go and use this intellect to be able to develop to the highest levels. Unfortunately, most probably, there's a, a means that we can defend processes for the modern day. But you and I don't have the capacity that we see within the general processes We have been left to be able to live a life of almost following the trend of others If you listen to the way Allah deals with it Allah deals with it and she says to us in the Holy Quran in Surah Fatiha That in actual fact there's three groups of people in reality In Surah Fatiha, Allah brings to us that there's three groups groups of people. And the first group, Allah says, those group that I've been given the capacity to be able to enjoy my favors only on this earth. And if they enjoy my favors appropriately, they can benefit themselves and benefit everybody else around them. Subhanak. And then there's a second group, a group of people who... They are arrogant and adamant and they always think themselves better. They always think lower of everybody else. They think themselves superior and they think inferior of everybody who's not like them, who don't have the knowledge or don't have the wealth, who don't have the status or who don't have the color or the creed. So this, unfortunately, becomes their power that they have and they have a sense of a power struggle that they're living with. And then there is a third group of people, and you and I need to know whether you belong to the first group, whether you and I are part of the second group, or whether you and I want to be part of the third group. The third group is, that which Allah Taala says, us is, is the second group, and the third group is Dalin, and the دَالِين is people who does not know. They do not know They don't know But at the same time They don't wish to know And they make zero effort To want to improve the quality of their knowledge And they don't go out to seek And they don't go and sit at the feet To do those whom Allah has given Whom Allah has empowered With the riches of wealth Of knowledge and insight And understanding But that is not the level of the person That is known to be And amta alayhim, and amta alayhim are not arrogant in any sense. For no reason do they see reason to be arrogant. They recognize humility is a necessity in their life. They're humble, they're always with humility in everything they do. Simplicity is their life. They live with calm and contentment. They don't have reason to boast and to brag and to think themselves better. And they cannot ever dream themselves that they are better than anybody. They almost feel the pain and they recognize most probably they are the worst in the sight of Allah. If they do small errors, they see it as great and they feel so grossly painful for the fact that they have developed or have lived in an error or made a mistake. Those are people with humility. Neither are there people who are happy with the fact that they don't know. And neither are there people who don't go and seek. May Allah grant us to become Muslimin. May Allah grant us to recognize. This is the way our Lord puts it to us. The way He exposes us to the processes. The way He wants us to recognize who we are. And the way we need to develop and come out of that narrow shell that we see ourselves in. We are all living in a shell, a narrow, very, very narrow shell. But you can expose, you can develop, you can come out of there by having to recognize and see yourselves as those people and amta go and seek the necessary knowledge and just do not follow shaitan and the process of him making us arrogant and adamant and thinking ourselves superior with the, with the small things of life. For the wealth that there is in this world doesn't belong to you or me. It comes to a process of greed, and people acquired it by grieving greedy and When you have greed in your life, you do not care how far you go and shaitan offers you all the opportunities to be able to break down and So the issue of understanding sciences, we see the process that man has developed, and this era of the Nabi Sallallahu had is an era that not only deals with language or the sciences. Adult with the medicine that there is with humanity, with the process of information that there is, with the process of technology, politics, and so forth. So many of subject matter that benefits man.
1: Thank you so much for that, Sheikh. And now we are going to be jumping along to our second segment, being I am a Muslim, what is expected of me? And here we are dealing with Salah. So I am going to be handing over to Sheikh to do a recap as to where we stopped yesterday and then also just continuing on that. But yeah, hand over to Sheikh to continue, Sheikh Tafatul.
0: Shukran, Jazakallah Khair for that As you indicated that we are busy in the second segment here, the segment called Salah. And we, we said in, in this, we looked at yesterday, the, 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 the Salah in its various segments or the, the various approaches. We said, Allah mentions to us in Surah number 23, Surah Mu'minun uh, Surah, Wherein Allah says afla' mu'minun Alladheena fi salatihim khashi'un Successful are the believers Those people who have humility in their salah The verses carry on This is verse number 2 it carries on to number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven, number eight, number nine, and then number uh, uh, Number 10 and number 11 Allah concludes the verse They will inherit those people they will be successful They will inherit firdaws, janit firdaus, and they will remain therein forever Here, la hawla la illa billah grant you and me to be part of those people But this the scholar says the first, the, the, the second verse says about the people who are successful, those people who are believers, Allah says, الَّذِينَ hum fi salatiim khashiyoon." They are people who have humility in the salah. And verse number nine brings it all to an end and says, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ So salah is being dealt with in verse number two, which is the beginning of the various verses with the qualities. And number nine comes to the same quality Salah again But here Allah says Those people who ala pertaining to their salah They are protective to it They look after it They do it to the best of their capacity So we say at the beginning The beginning speaks about the spirituality in salah Which is the khushu And the, other, the last part speaks about the Physicality of salah, the physicality of salah is what we call that portion that we says that makes up the uh, the ritual and In yesterday's discussion we said we also try to be able to bring this over to our people by saying to us for everything that you have uh, um, We have the crux of that matter and then we have the things that you identify it with the identify the identification of an egg we said is the solid form and the specific uh, oval effect and with a specific color of that form of the egg but that which you identify it with is not part of the real egg for what is inside there and that you use to add into your recept is the egg inside or you eat that section now the same happened with which we- you for that matter if you and i enjoy A banana it has this very specific uh, shape it has a very specific taste it has a very specific smell a very specific color that makes it so different that you I call that thing a banana and if I say to you you eat the banana you take that off which you identify it with, and the the person portion that is the crux inside, we say that is it, and that section, the crux is called the area that Allah calls the spiritual, the real thing, or what we call the, the crux of the matter, right? And 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 the khushu brings about the real process of salah. May Allah open the path for us. But at the same time, Allah wants us to understand that the khushu is no less important than the ritual itself, and the ritual is no less important than the khushu. They both are equally important, but. You need to be able to understand both of them. You cannot just work with the ritual without the khushu', and you cannot just want to look at the khushu' without the ritual. Thus, our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us, and we said this. And Nabi said to us, "Sallu Kamara A'tumuni When you and I perform salah, see that we perform the salah in a manner, in a format that we see him perform the salah so what is he speaking about he sallallahu wasallam is speaking about the ritual of salah the not the crux of the matter but whereby we identify it so if it is not in identification what we see then we do not accept it, that it's not accepted like for instance if i send you to the shop to buy two eggs and if i say two eggs and you see at the shop they have something like an egg But this thing is completely round. And this thing, its color is uh, pale, but it has got streaks on it, or marks on it, or different colorings on it. Would that be an egg of what we call a chicken egg? It's completely round. It is not oval. It is not uh, 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 the color of cream it is slightly pale and it is so what do you say this thing looks like an egg but it's not the egg that we want isn't it so the same happens when you go out and you see something that is somewhat round, somewhat uh, 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 um, it's somewhat round and somewhat oval in its format and it looks green in color um, but it's 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 outside. It's not solid. It's, it's not hardish. It is more soft. Would you call that a uh, avocado pear? So you you see the identification of all those things must be in place. If anything in the identification is not in place, immediately you say, "No, I doubt that whether that thing is that which I call it or what it's called by." So the name is called by such a thing So that it must be with identification The same happened with Salah That Allah wants us to identify The Salah of the Nabi Muhammad alayhi wasalam, And thereby see that you and I Leave a mark with the identification Of that Salah of the Nabi In our Salah So that it can also be called Salah
1: For now, Sheikh
0: Tafatno Shukran JazakAllah For that one, Yasmina just before we ended our uh, the, seg- the s- uh, session before this, we were busy dealing with the hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Where in he said, Sallu kama See that we you and I perform our salah exactly like that. Now, people, this is such an important aspect of our life, right? Number one, what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam does understand, if you and I perform a salah so different to his, don't call it anything. Don't call, call it what you want to, but it cannot be called salah. Um, there's also a very known hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wa sallam, and I think I mentioned this prior. Of The Nabi sitting in the Halqa was the sahaba radiallahu anhum And a sahabi enters into the mosque, into the masjid And then performed two raka'at And when he completed his salah Then he comes to the uh, khalqah of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam And joins in and greets And the Nabi returned his greeting sallallahu alaihi wasallam To him and said to him Irji' salli fa innaka lam tusalli Go back, sign up, go back and perform that your salah that you did perform it over again, for what you did was anything other. You call it what you want to, but that cannot be called salah. That is my words, but the words of the nabis, or the translation to those words is irj Go back and perform the salah for inna kalam to for you did not perform salah. I said you performed anything else, or call it what you want to. Nowud billah. But our oh, Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the, the Nabi of Mercy, says, "فَإِنَّكَ لَمْ تُصَلِّ." Now, most probably here, I would want to remind our people: No disrespect It's loving. It's caring. It's because I care for you. It's because I love you. It's because we come to realize you and I did not know better. We are taught, and we've either been taught the appropriate format, and/or we were not taught that. May Allah be merciful upon all our forefathers, all those who guided us prior. May be Allah be merciful upon them and pardon them and forgive them. But let us recognize we did not get most probably the right the right message from them, then we still have to go out there and seek the right message and apply the right message if we want to be called a people who's performing salah. For our Nabi Sallallahu Adi wasallam is our teacher. And Allah says, We send Him as the mercy to all mankind. So the mercy is in His lifestyle, in His manner, in His format, and His form. We do it, then it will be accepted as Salah. But if in the manner different to Him, in a format somewhat different, in uh, uh, doing it otherwise, may Allah protect. We might not be seen as a person in the sight of Allah as having performed salah. So the knowledge of having to understand what the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did and how he did it is in the imperative, it's a fart, it's not a sunnah, the salah is a fart. So the knowledge of that salah, the information of understanding that salah, the information of application of that salah is a necessity, it's a fart, it's not a possibility, it's not a maybe. So if you did not seek it, you cannot call your action salah. You call it what you want. For so this is what the Nabi says, فَإِنَّكَ to You did not perform salah. That is probably that is the weakest form of translation to what is meant in the hadith. May Allah protect. And I ask Maaf, and I'm not here to be able to pinpoint to anybody. I'm here pinpointing to myself and t- reminding myself of the importance and when you and I perform Salah. So indirectly the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam wants us to, m- to know that each and every one of us we become when we grow up and we develop and especially when we become the age of mukallaf. by then we should know the Salah, but by then also we become role models to everybody else, to the younger generation, to the new people in Islam. We become role models to them. And when you and I in publicly perform Salah, Everybody will look at us and would want to see in us the Salah performed by the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for that is Salah if it is anything besides that then you and I are giving a false Impression to everybody else of what is Salah and we will be kept responsible because we were taught We were given instructions. We were shown how we were exposed to we did not go and search it And we did not apply it in accordance And we will then be given the responsibility Of having to mislead others Because you and I did not do it properly And this is such an important aspect Of understanding That you and I when we perform Salah It must be in accordance with the Sunnah Salah Of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Let me remind you Let me also reflect with you what do you think is meant when he says Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam perform your salah only in the way you see I perform my salah what do, you mean? What, what do you understand of that? What is it that you can, what What depth do you see in there? Or do you think it's shallow or narrow? Or, or, or no, it's just... May Allah open the path. May Allah grant us insight and wisdom, and grant us to recognize, Allah Taala wants us to recognize Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is our role model, is our teacher, is the only one who can guide us to become Muslim according and appropriately. You and I need to be those who wish to and want to go the extra mile to follow his lifestyle, and that we do things in accordance. For the quality of our life lies in Salah, and it is in the Salah done by him Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and if the quality is less now the Then we are people who are happy with having What we say the cheap thing Now I, I, I'm sorry that I got to say this but but this is what it is and our world today. Um, I Give you a sweater. That's an ordinary sweater with no stamps and no marks and no nothing on and you see the other sweater, it has a badge on the sweater, it has a badge on the back, and it has a name on the sweater, and it says there, Billa or something like that, and you go mad with that because that is quality. But when it comes to ibadah, don't we want to have quality? Or are we happy with uh, anything cheap? do we want our we do we want the quality in the process and this is what our nabi wa was sent to show us quality and the highest quality the best quality we get from muhammad sallallahu there is no quality to the quality equal to what allah has sent him with to guide us and in the salah we are busy at looking at the quality of that salah from the side of the khushul and from the side of the ritual the what we call whereby we identified from outside because the nabi when he looked at the salah of the youngster That performed the salah and was doing it twice or thrice in front of him He said to this person go back and perform the salah over for what you did was not salah So he said indirectly it's not the quality of what we need to let understand that that is what salah is secondly as we said Because if you and I perform the Salah not with quality, we leave behind the message to our generations of the future to be careless in their approach to Salah. So it's not many a time the carelessness of the youth themselves, it's the carelessness of those who were the adults in front of it before the youth. When actual fact left behind a careless approach And they left behind Or gave this careless approach to the youth And the youth took to that And thought that when they do that That is salah May Allah open the path for all of us And our Nabi clarifies the job And says to us, the Sahaba فَإِنَّكَ to For what you did, my boy, was anything other, but you cannot call that salah. May Allah protect all of us. And then, خير and That we, in actual fact, see that we perform our salah in accordance with that. So when it comes to the salah, there are very very specific processes from its beginning until its end, right? The salah. Now, first and foremost, you and I know that the salah is an ibadah, which is a fart, which means its status in, in the law of Allah, its it's one of the five arkan of the mu'min those pillars in the life of a muslim must be an establishment you cannot without if you take that thing out of your life unfortunately it nullifies the process of your process of islam na'udhu billah may allah protect all of us right so a person who does not perform salah what is he seen in islam what is the uncomfort for him na'udhu billah May Allah prevent he might not be considered as a Muslim The entry of Jannah is not equal to him Because that is part of the life of a Muslim Which is a fart, a necessity, compulsory and un- Under no circumstance do you get away from it Not doing it, right? Persons who were negligent because of either the, the ritual was improperly done Is one aspect Almost probably the khushu was not in fulfilled and fulfilled is another aspect, but the person who's not doing it at all Now the billah may Allah protect and that we not calling ourselves Muslims because recognizing remember in the life of a Muslim they are pillars which is emphatic fundamental, it is the power power points of this religion, it is the pillars or the foundation of this religion wherein it stands and everything is solid and firm within it and without that, the process of that whole structure of Islam within the person becomes a weak structure, may Allah protect and it actually breaks down the qualities of qualitative Uh, lifestyle and the quality of the year after So it is extremely important that you and I understand that it's a fart A fart means we don't have a share of having to see And so whoever is negligent in his salah or their salah Can blame nobody else but themselves if they do not find successes um, we're looking at the process of Salah and we see how our Nabi Wasallam has gone to the extent to make us understand the Salah. We come to see that in the practical process of the Salah, our Nabi went to the extent to educate the Sahaba الصلاة, to such an extent that when the Sahaba wanted us to understand that the matter is an important matter, they would say the Nabi taught us that important matter like he taught us the Salah. Which means our Nabi went out of his way to educate and to nurture the Sahaba عنهم, in a process of performing Salah. And Salah became a development within them from a very, very young age. If I say young, I'm with reference to already in the second year or the first year of the Hijrah, I mean in the first year of of Islam, Salah was given as a process to the Nabi wasallam. And the Nabi sallallahu sallam was given the advice by Allah to go and perform salah in the middle of the night, to spend some time in the presence of Allah and to intimate with to be intimate with Allah Ta'ala. And it became a norm for the Sahaba when they became Muslim in the time of Jahiliyya in the time when islam was new to the a people in makkah in the time of the first few years in makkah already the sahaba got used to the performance of salah in front of allah and they would at times perform salah individually and at times would perform salah jamaatan in public in in in, in gatherings of, of what is permissible for them to do at the time, they would do that. And if they could do it in jama'ah, they would do so. And if they could do it in, in individually, they would do so. Um, but w- w- that was the salah. Even though the fard part of salah, that when salah became fart, it only happened in the second year of the hijrah. In the second year of the hijrah, then it became a fart Prior to then, before the Nabi sallallahu alayhi left, makkah before the nabi sallallahu Alaihi left makkah he went on to the hijrah and there on the hijrah at the end of the session of the time of the nabi stay in makkah the nabi got the great gift of salah from Allah ta'ala in the in the uh, uh, journey which is called the mi'raj the gift of the occasion was that salah and the purpose was to be able to allow man to become to develop. Wa sallam. Jibril came to show the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam the aspect of understanding the different awqat already at the beginning, prior to, the, to that, in the time of the, the, the era of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam in Makkah, it was an era where they performed sunnah salat or all salah was done in two rakaat. With the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Be that in the night or the day, be that in public or private, be that individual or be that in jama'ah. But the salah, uh, the different auqat of the salah came forth at the time at the time of the hij at the time when the nabi Sallallahu Alaihi went onto the Mi'raj and came back from the Mi'raj, the time of the Mi'raj he was granted the great gift of the Salah. So Salah becomes a gift from Allah to humanity with all its details in it. It's, the, it's exposure and understanding the depth thereof and the, what it needs to look at. And the depth of God thereof was given by Jibril to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa on the day thereafter. Which means the night the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa went onto the Miraj, the next day Jibareel came to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa and the Nabi says he came to me for door. And then He came again for Asr. And then He came again for Maghrib. And then He came again for isha And then He came again for Fajr. And the next day He came to me for Dhawr, at the end of the Hunt of Dhawr, almost the beginning of the Hunt of Asr. And then He came to me for the Hunt of Asr at the end of the Hunt of Asr, almost and not far from the Hunt of Maghrib. And then He came to me for the Waqt of Maghrib very near to the Waqt of aisha. And then he came to me uh, after Aisha. He came to me late the night. Some says he came to me in the middle of the night, and some says he came to us the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi sallam the next morning, just before Fajr, to show the waqt of 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 Aisha. So these are the different oqtat. That the Nabi was exposed by Allah and His Rasul Jibreel salam To be able to teach us the human race What the Salah is, how it must be done, what must be done in it Allah Ta'ala tells us about the Salah, the way the Malaika performed their Salah in front of Allah how you and I needs to be in that process and thus it was taught to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the precision. And we see that in the life of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught the Sahaba the Salah in the city of Medina whilst getting onto the MIMBAR during the period of the Hijrah, showing the Sahaba the details of Salah so that you and I can perform the Salah exactly as it must be done, for if we do it in any other way besides that, it might not be accepted as salah by Allah Ta'ala.
1: That is beautifully well said there by Sheikh Ibrahim in our topic. I am a Muslim. What is expected of me? Dealing with the subheading of salah. And this is where I'm going to be turning some focus to the question that has come through before I allow Sheikh to continue. Inshallah. Sheikh, the question that we have received on our WhatsApp, this is in reverence of our second topic being, I am a Muslim. What is expected of me in the subheading of salah? That says, Asalaamu Alaikum. I must uh, keep a salah kitab with me. Is that okay? Because I am very forgetful. Sugar.
0: Masihallah Bismillahirohmanirohim. I first and foremost appreciate the fact that this person is asking the question. I think the question is for many of us, um, and I think the, the answer for that matter depends on, on how we can, uh, can take that to uh, all of us and for many of us. inshallah Um As per the person says, I am. Um, I, I make my salah with a kitab. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I, 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 I'm very forgetful, so thus I'm reading through the Kitab and perform my sarah uh, That is a method is accepted for a person to perform the sarah when the person has accepted Islam as most probably or a young Muslim or beginning in I- Islam. Never young, young reference to in, in as to having entered into the steam. But if you are Muslim and has been Muslim for X amount of years then this is not a method that is accepted thereafter. Which means it's accepted for a short period of time when you need to get yourself into the process of understanding and reminding yourself. But it is such an ibadah that is perpetual in the short term. It's happening five times a day every day of your life so it must be because every human being whatever you do continuously every day you become so it becomes part of you becomes in second nature you probably don't simply just every time forget and if you're an elderly person which accepted islam yesterday then that is accepted from your side but it's not accepted generally to the normal person who is not who's not of old age right Um, And so every Muslim must be able to see that by nature He has the zest desire and the wish and the world to grow and he wants to qualify and He wants to be better and he wants to be able to see that he does everything for Allah's sake in the best format given to him by the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and thus he does it in such a way that he seeks the knowledge with guidance of those who have the knowledge and guide him it's easy to say I'm doing it from the book but the book doesn't give you everything in the words of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi he says if you don't have a teacher if you don't have a physical human teacher who has the capacity and the knowledge and the understanding and the obedience to Allah then probably shaitan becomes your teacher This is not me, this is our Nabi, the Nabi of mercy who says this, because he wants us to realize, I must have the zest, the desire, the wish, the intention, the purity to want to be the Muslim that Allah and His Rasul wish for me to be. And I must strive my utmost best to be that Muslim and carry that out to the best of my ability. May Allah forgive us for our shortcomings and may Allah grant us to be able to want to grow and to develop and to improve in the qualities of ourselves, inshallah.
1: I mean, shukran so much, Sheikh, that then now concludes our Segment in terms of having the questions come through. There is no other question that has come through. So for the few minutes that we do have available now, before we break for Asr, just a kind reminder that the Wakt of Asr will be at 15:53 this afternoon. That will be at 15:53, inshallah But for now, I hand over back to Sheikh to continue where we stopped just before the ad break, inshallah Sheikh
0: Tafadil. Alhamdulillah for that one, smina yes, Just before the ad break, we had a. Uh Discussion on the process of the 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 salah of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and we just ended off by the note that the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam went onto the mimbar and performed the salah as from the mimbar, instructing and in 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 nurturing and uh, informing. And teaching the Sahaba radiallahu anhum that nobody of them can say they were not taught the Salah. And they saw the way the Nabi salallahu alayhi wasallam did it. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasalam, got into the minbar and said to them they need to look at him. See him. and See the way he goes about. And he did the standing the Salah. He started the Salah in its format of starting with Takbiratul Ihram. And the Nabi sallallahu Alaihi then did the takbiratul ihram and then raised his hands in a certain way and showed and where they then can say they saw his hands being raised to this level and that level. And then from there the Nabi sallallahu put his hands above his chest or on top of his chest, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, uh, right hand on top of the left hand and he stood in this format making the salah. Uh, this is what has been given. To so as by the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and then the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went into the Salah of having to read the, the the Surah Fatiha and then another Surah or a few verses and then the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then after said Allahu Akbar and made a movement and went into what we call the ruku and the nabi did the ruku and indicated to the sahaba what is the things that they need to he- take heed and see what is important in that ruku and then taught them the processes of what needs to be said at that moment and how should be done and then after the ruku the nabi said again Allahu Allahu liman hamidah. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then moved with those words until the Nabi sallallahu wa got to the To the place in the, the area that we call the a'tidal, the standing straight up first with your hands to the side Some says to the hands to the side and some indicated that the hands was again placed on where it was When the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was standing at the beginning of the salah That then carried on where the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the, uh, the, showed the format of the a'tidal and uh, told them what to be read in the atidal process, and then after that, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said the words "Allahu Akbar," and then went into the area called the sujud from the atidal right down to the sujud process, and then brought it to the minds of the Sahaba. All this happening on the mimbar. All this happening on the member, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, illustrating, educating, exposing the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, so that they can have the true format of salah, and they could pass it over from generation to generation to generation, as you and I can see and do the salah in the pattern of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The after the, the sujood, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi came out of the sujood. When the Nabi sallallahu came out of the sujood, the Nabi carried on again to the second time of the sujood. When the Nabi sallallahu came after that, he completed the first raka'ah. And that, that brought about the first raka'ah of the Nabi. And every time he said, "Allahu Akbar. And we've just got to the end of our program for today. And inshallah, we'll be making the final dua. Let's make dua. Bismillahir ar-Rahman rahim wal إن الإنسان لفي حسر (laughs) illa alladhina amanu wa amilus salihat wa tawassaw bil haqqi wa tawassaw bisabr wa sayyidina wa muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallam subhanak allahumma wa bihamdika nashhadu an la <laughs> ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin
1: alhamdulillahirabbil that in the concludes our program for today Madrasani from safia yasmina pedis ibad jassana wa alaykumur rahmatullahi Grazie